Today we'll be reading from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. He was chosen before God created the world, but Jesus came into the world for your sake in these last days. Because of what Christ has done, you believe in God. It was God who raised Jesus from the dead, and it is God who gave him glory. So your faith and hope are in God. You have made yourselves pure by obeying the truth. So you have an honest and true love for each other. So you love one another deeply from your hearts. You have been born again by the means of the living word of God. His word lasts forever. You were not born again from a seed that will die. You were born from a seed that can't die. It is written, all people are like grass. All their holy, all their glory is like flowers in the field. The grass dries up, the flowers fall to the ground. But the word of the Lord lasts forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So get rid of every kind of evil and stop telling lies. Don't pretend to be something you are not. Stop wanting what others have. And don't speak against one another like newborn babies you should long for the pure milk of God's word. It will help you grow up as believers. You can do this now that you have tasted how good the Lord is. Great job. Thanks, Sam. Um, well, earlier, Basil asked some really good questions, didn't he, uh, about being holy. And the, the part of 1 Peter that Sam just read for us, I think helps answer some of the questions Basil had about how to grow as Christians in being holy like God is holy. Um, for just a little while, I thought I'd uh, just help us think about that a bit more. Uh, in, your, in your leaflets, there's some notes with a bit of an outline to help you know where we're going. Actually, on the screen, I've got an outline for us as well, because there's really three things I want to talk about. Uh, the first two things are the reasons we have to keep growing as Christians. Um, growing because of the past, growing because of the future, and finally, we'll think about how we keep growing. Now, as a quick side note, a bit of a plug, um, looking back and looking forward and uh, looking uh, to the future as a whole church is exactly uh, what our upcoming Where To Next dinners are, that's what they're all about. Um, you can find out more about the dinners on, the, on your leaflets, and we'd love all of our adults and our youth uh, to sign up and come along to uh, one of these dinners. Uh, they, they promise to be a really encouraging night together, so please do sign up and get along. But uh, back to 1 Peter. Uh, God tells us there to be holy because he is holy. Now, Basil was right when he said, that sounds hard, because it is. But it does happen bit by bit, day by day, as we grow, as we grow up as Christians. As we grow, uh, we, we can love and, and obey God more than we used to, and we can love each other more than we used to. But the reason we can grow at all is because of the past. Susanna explained just before something so important about our past. Jesus in the past has already paid, he's already paid to set us free from sin, and he's done that because we are very, very precious to him. Now, how much did Jesus pay to set us free? Uh, Susanna helped us think about this. How much did Jesus pay to give us the gift of eternal life? It wasn't $20, it wasn't $20,000, it wasn't $2 million. It was more than the, all the treasures of the, of the world, a huge pile of gold. Uh, Jesus paid even more than that. Jesus paid the most expensive, most precious thing in the entire universe, worth more than all the gold, all the treasures in the world. Jesus paid for my life, he paid for your life, with his own life. That's what it cost Jesus to pay my ransom, the cost for my unholiness, for my sin. 
And Jesus then gives us new life. And that is the most important thing in all of history, actually. In all of the past, that's the most important thing because it changes everything about what we do now and how we live. So just imagine for a moment that you're a slave. Uh, Imagine you were like the Israelites living in Egypt. Now, if you're a slave, you can't just do whatever you want. You don't have holidays. You don't have time to go and play or head off to the beach. You had to do hard, horrible work without getting paid, and you had to do whatever you were told. It was horrible, horrible existence being a slave. Imagine there's no hope for a change. You don't get a promotion one day. You don't get to retire or go on holidays. There's no long service leave. There's no hope. But suddenly, amazingly, miraculously, someone comes along and pays a huge amount to set you free from slavery. In fact, they didn't just pay a huge amount. It cost them everything they had so that you can be free and no longer a slave. Now, if that was you, if you imagine that was you, do you think you'd keep on doing your old slave work once you've been set free? I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back and keep digging and making bricks and that sort of thing. I would be free. I think instead, every single day, I'd be thankful for that person who freed me, who gave me a new life. I also think I'd probably want to work for them if there was an opportunity to do that. They must be good. They must be kind if they've freed me at great expense to themselves. And that's what Peter is talking about, has God has already done for us. He has freed us from what Peter says is an empty way of life, a life without hope, a life like slavery in many ways. And sometimes, if we find ourselves forgetting that Jesus has freed us from that empty life at huge cost to himself, if we forget that, we might forget that growing in holiness to be more like him is important. Instead, when we think about how much God loves us, knowing our past, knowing He has already freed us, we will be so thankful, won't we? We'll be so thankful when we remember His saving work, saving us from a life of drudgery and hopelessness. And so we'll love Him, we'll desire to obey Him, to be like Him. So when we remember the past, we want to grow in holiness. One way that we can all grow in holiness that Peter talks about in his letter is, and this is on the slide here, to love one another deeply from the heart. Love one another deeply from the heart. That's part of what growing in holiness looks like, to love. When we look at the past, we know God's love for me, we can grow in how we love each other. It doesn't mean just feeling nice about each other. Loving isn't just nice feelings. It's doing things often. Uh, it's things like being kind and, and saying kind things to each other. It includes welcoming new people and sharing with them, sharing our lives with them might be praying for each other, looking after someone going through a hard time. It might be forgiving each other. There's, there's all kinds of ways we want to keep getting better at loving each other deeply from the heart here at Tonsley. All right, that's growing because of the past. Uh, the other reason Peter, Peter gives us to keep growing in our holiness is to grow up into our salvation. It's because of our future. Now, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, Most of us don't. It would be good, though, wouldn't it? It would be good if you knew what was going to happen tomorrow. You can make all kinds of plans. But God has already told us the most important thing about our future. Uh, We saw this back in verse 13 when I was talking to Basil. Uh, Peter writes, Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at His coming. The point here is that Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back to rule this world and He'll be with us forever. That's our future and that's a really exciting thing, knowing that we have this to look forward to. Now, because we know that future, we can actually live each day today knowing and looking forward to it. 
Because after all, knowing our future, it does help us live each day, doesn't it? Having a deadline or a due date is a helpful thing, I find. Um, it often takes me a while to write a sermon for a Sunday morning. I can't start it, you know, as I'm having breakfast on Sunday morning. I know at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, I need to be ready to go. It helps me get ready. Parents uh, who are expecting a new baby, like uh, Hannah and Luke, were expecting Henry to come along. They knew a baby was coming at some point. Uh, they had to get ready. They knew their future and they got ready when they could. Soon, we're all going to start counting down the days till Christmas. We know Christmas is coming and we know how many days are we left to get many things done. Knowing the future helps us live today and get ready for the future. And so we know that one day we will see Jesus. Could be any day. And that helps us live now with hope. It also helps us keep growing, knowing we aren't in our real homes yet. Uh, That's what Jamie spoke about last week. It was very helpful. He reminded us that we are just passing through this world, actually. It's not our real home. We're passing through to our real home, which is to be with Jesus. And as we wait to see Him, we don't need to settle down in this world to make this our home. Instead, we can work at being holy, looking forward to our home that is to come, We can obey God, living differently to how the rest of the world lives. So if we didn't know that future was coming, or we kind of stopped thinking about that wonderful future, we might forget how important it is to live God's way now, to be holy. So I think that's why Peter reminds us of our future, because knowing our future helps us keep growing now. So we've talked about growing because of our past and growing because of our future, I think the final thing Peter tells us is how we keep growing now. What is it we do to keep growing now? The answer is, it's all about God's Word in our life that keeps us growing. Um, Did you know that Peter says that we're a bit like plants? We're a bit like plants. Um, Here's verse 23. It says, You have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable seed, through the living and enduring Word of God. Now, Susanna already talked about the words perishable and imperishable. The idea here is we are given new and eternal life, life that doesn't perish because of Jesus, and it's because we've heard about Him in God's Word. It's only through reading and listening to God's Word uh, at the centre of all we're doing as we meet together, as we pray for one another, God's Word is the thing that we need to grow. Have a think about plants for a second. What helps plants grow to be nice and healthy? Like perhaps these plants here, do these look healthy to you, this next one? Do they look healthy? No. feels like they're missing out on a few things. So what, what is it you need to keep plants growing? You need to shut them out. Any, what do you need? So someone said water, I think, yeah? Soil, fantastic. Sun. Any other things? Feels like a pretty good start. Maybe carbon dioxide or something like that. I'm not, a, I'm not a gardener at all. I'll take notes later. But you know, you need to keep plants. You need to give them what they need. You need water. You need food for them. The right temperature maybe. If they get those things, they will grow and be healthy like these ones. It's just like us. The key ingredient we need to keep going and to keep growing as Christians all our life is God's Word. So Peter tells us, actually, don't just read it sometimes or just listen on a Sunday just when we come to church. What does he say? He says, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Peter's telling us to be like babies, to cry out for pure spiritual milk, which is God's Word. 
Now, babies, they need milk, don't they? They need milk to help them grow, and they will scream until they get it. Here's a photo. That's just a stock photo. It's no one I know, uh, but I'm sure uh, Luke and Hannah can tell you all about this at the moment. When Henry's hungry, he doesn't ask politely for something to eat. He screams. He knows he needs something, and he, he's unhappy till he gets it. Peter's saying, be like a baby. Scream out, cry out for God's word until you get it. It's so important for our growth and our health as God's people. Now, that's why at church, we always read the Bible. Most of our time spent is somehow about the Bible, with the Bible in everything we do. The songs we sing are are God's words. We're often trying to sing back to each other and sing to God. Our kids' programs have a lot of time thinking about teaching Scripture because it's so important to help all of us grow. That's why we encourage everyone to, to read the Bible as families at home, for parents to be reading their Bibles to kids, and for those who can read, to read the Bible for themselves day by day, year in, year out, to keep feeding richly on God's Word. So the encouragement from Peter and the encouragement for us today to keep growing, uh, to keep going actually, because being holy, it takes, takes many, many years of growing into. We grow up into it. And we keep going, we keep growing because of the past, knowing Jesus has redeemed us already. We keep growing because of the future, because we know that Jesus will come again And we keep growing by feeding on God's pure and precious Word. So let me lead us in prayer, asking that God help us to do all these things. Let me pray. Dear God, thank you for redeeming us from an empty way of life. Thank you for giving us a glorious future with you that we get to look forward to. Thank you that you feed us rich and spiritual food in your Word. Please help each one of us read it understand it, love it, cherish it, to know you better. And so please help us grow. Help us to be holy like you are holy. Amen.